It's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our last one for this week, but next week we have a full array of Brad and Brit casts. Uh, so uh, mark that down on your calendars. We know you do. <laughs> it's our pre-Halloween week on the Brad yeah. and Boo show. Yeah. Know. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of impressed. Uh, as far as supply chain issues and that being the most important thing, it could last, you know, a couple of years before everything gets back. But this is the one time where when something occurred really close to Halloween and you go, mm-hmm. boy, that would be a great Halloween mask, right? You always and, and they can never do it because they ha- they order the Halloween masks in, in May of the previous year, right? Right. But they've already got tons of uh, Squid Game shit that's out yeah, there. Yeah. They were ready. Yeah. Now, I'm not far be it for me to think, gee, could this be because South Korea is a little bit more mm, maybe smarter maybe. than yeah. us on these kind of things? That if this was an American show all the way, American production, they would never have committed to, to uh, no. doing anything to get the stuff to be. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, what was it? So I think uh, they had the. They have the statistic that like it's worth the, the show's worth like four hundred million dollars to Netflix's bottom line or something stupid like that. I uh, saw some well, report. Well, I mean, a lot of people will join up and 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 uh, yeah. check it out, and a lot of them will stay, and some of them will go. So now South Korea is uh, let's see, Squid Game, uh, Hyundai's, baseball, yeah, uh, and K-pop. Right. Those are the things you you love about that's, South Korea. That's the Fab Four of South Korea. We love, <laughs> the fab four we love the play. And, and and by the way, this is not an insult to to uh, Donald Trump's best friend Kim Jong Un on the other side oh, of the border. He treats me so nice on the other side of the border. He treats right. me very well. Boy, we've got a a sad plethora of stupid Trump news today. There's Don't a lot we? of it. There's a bunch of on, on, on the right. And, and we speak before they vote uh, to uh, send the uh, contempt of Congress charge against Steve Bannon onto the uh, full house for a vote where it will pass. And then Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland mm-hmm. will be uh, in charge of, of uh, taking it from there. So we're we're early on on Thursday. So we really can't talk about that in terms of of uh, any movement there's nothing changed in other words from the no. last time we talked about it but here's uh here's trump who's just fucking melting down here <laughs> sending shit out <laughs> sending shit out and, and and his his messages get out through his pack uh and they have announcements and they put shit out there and then like dummies we fall forward and and read it. um he says the insurrection took place on november 3rd Election Day. January 6th was the protest. Well, I didn't know that. Thank you very much. Nice news update there, Don. Yeah, he's With that it. in mind, yeah, they're investigating the wrong day, right? He's killing they, it, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, of course, the real fake news, uh, this stupid idiot thing that you heard about yesterday. Trump to launch a new social media platform through something called Trump Digital Media, which never existed until like yesterday and really doesn't exist and doesn't have any employees and <laughs> isn't a thing. But he's it's got a new social media platform. Well, a- actually, he doesn't. But OK, we'll, we'll, we'll take for the sake of the argument. 
we'll take for the sake of the argument that this is going to be something. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what it's going to be is maybe the king, the grand poobah, the grand finale in the greatest con man grift ever by America's greatest con man. P.T. Barnum just moved another five spaces back because the first five spaces are all taken up by Donald Trump, Don Trump, D.J. Trump, D. Trump. <laughs> you know, you know. sometimes you get that, that thing on your credit report yeah. where they, they say you're also known as B. Krantz, Brad exactly. Krantz, Bradley Krantz, uh, Burt Krantz. Right? <laughs> but, but, but now, <laughs> and, you know, and Trump has this list of just, Dozens of things. They're easy to find of, of shit that he's flushed down the toilet, bankruptcies, people holding the bag, people losing millions and millions of dollars following him down some kind of primrose path, Pr uh, promises of riches. Just just stay with me. Everybody knows that, you know, from Trump stakes to you know, every everything's been a flop, right? Everything's been a flop. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one, post-presidency. And by the way, as we speak right now, the headline is shares of Trump-linked SPAC, Special uh, uh, Purpose Acquisition Corporation, SPAC. Shares of Trump-linked SPAC surge as much as 270% following news of social media deal. Now, um, yeah, this is like the shit that happened a few months ago with GameStop. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And these other stocks. The, 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 AMC. You know, these are mean stocks. AM, AMC right. was one of them. Exactly. You got Bed Bath & Beyond. There's a, there's mm. a, there's a, a basket of them. And um, I think compared to those, this one could be a thousand times worse. Because as you know right now, there really is nothing. There's nothing there. It doesn't exist well no but it's, they've called it the trump media and technology group that sounds pretty pretty legitimate to me right right of course remember this is the guy who what four or five months ago yeah couldn't even get a blog to get any readers any viewers and it only lasted a month but maybe mm -hmm. okay Wh so, whitmire whitmire acquisitions is pretty uh bullish on this entire thing i can tell you we just we just had a board meeting and Whitmire Acquisitions really thinks that this is going to be the next big thing in social media. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> so they went, they went, and they found the guy who was the prosecutor in the Trump University case. Mm -hmm. His name is Tristan Snell, and uh, he is still on Twitter as opposed to Donald Trump, who isn't. And uh, Mr. Snell says that this uh, so-called new social media network is a disaster for any investor. I would agree with that. And by the way, remember, this got rolled out officially in a soft interview with, of course, who else? Don Trump Jr., I think on Fox Wednesday night. That's how this uh, really started to get out there. Um, here's what Prosecutor Snell of Trump University fame says. And, and you remember these kinds of things very often in other areas, and this will uh, click in with you fast. He says, Trump is going to have to make SEC, Security and Exchange Commission filings for the first time ever. 
No. From a guy who's already under investigation for fraud and other misconduct and had two other entities, Trump University and Trump Foundation, prosecuted for fraud, the SEC enforcement folks are going to be watching very close. They won't won't be doing that. uh, Trump will also (laughs) have to deal with Wall Street analysts and commentators nitpicking everything that Trump does. Remember, he's calling it truth social, which is the all-time Orwellian. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Right? Orwellian phraseology ever. Snell says he's banking on his own supporters buying the stock. Now, let's translate that. That means the same morons who've been sending him money for all these years and now in his post-presidency, right, doesn't say there's like over $100 million in his mm-hmm. in his uh, political action committee scam that's going on. You need to send me money right now to support, right, that, that shit. So he's assuming these same people are going to buy the stock, um, freeing him from what Wall Street thinks. So he thinks that this is going to be one of those moments where the people rise up and they will not listen to what anyone says when they when they uh, note that, say, this this uh, media venture has zero advertisers. Or all they have is the MyPillow guy. And that's not how you build a media empire to go up against uh, the networks, the New York Times, Facebook, Google, Twitter, that that's not. And when the analysts say that, in Trump world, that's going to be what a spur for you to send more money to your broker and buy more stock. Well, I don't think so. That's as the uh, speak, com- that, that's up- the company that they merged with that you were talking about, the Digital World Acquisition Corp. As we speak, right. they're up three hundred and fifty five percent today. Right. right. <laughs> Because nobody knew who the fuck they were 24 hours ago. And there may be some laundry, right. uh, the money laundering scheme from the Russians for all that we know. But hey, you know, they're up 355% right. today. I mean, the, all right. I mean, the volume uh, is off the charts. It's, it's, it's 12, 15, 20 times greater than uh, the amount of uh, uh, trades going through the uh, SPY, the S&P 500 ETF. Yeah. I mean, so, so people are going nuts over this. They're going nuts over it. And, um, on the other hand, maybe Trump's timing is perfect because of the groundwork that's, that has been laid uh, by all the previous activity in these kinds of non-profitable, dying business ventures like uh, AMC, the movie theater chain. By mm-hmm. the way, a, a, a movies in person, not exactly a growing business and hasn't been for 25 years. But well, OK, we'll put that aside. You haven't seen it. You haven't right. seen the commercials with Nicole Kidman. That's going to turn this shit around. People are going to right. start flocking back into those places. Right. And, and you, know, here, you know, here's GameStop, which was uh, cool when my son was 12, <laughs> get a, and, and, which, by the way, would be about almost as 20 years ago when, yeah, he wanted video games. So we went to GameStop and then something happened. It's called the Internet. Internet so kind of. Yeah, people don't yeah. go to a game. Okay. Yeah. Um, but these stocks have been bid up to, to crazy levels. And surprisingly, some of them have not come quite as far down back to earth as some folks thought. They're, they're actually holding up at a certain level. Although I think in the case of uh, GameStop, if you want to consider that when a stock goes from 5 to 450, which is, you know, I can't even, how many thousands of percent that is, and then settles back into the 40s, and stays there. Okay. Well, if you got it at five, you still eight times your money. But yeah. if you got it anywhere between 40 and 400, you've lost. 
And that's what's going to happen here with this. There's just no doubt about that. So you're shorting and, and, it? Way, you're you're, you're going to short it? Is that what you're, you're playing? I don't, short, I don't short stocks, Britt. You know that. Um, uh, but <laughs> Have you know some what? Balls. There, will be, there will be people that do that. I, I guarantee you. Now, some of them will get hurt because they'll turn out to be wrong and it'll go up yeah. another 100%. We know how that, that it's a terrible, tough game there's to play. The, I don't work in, in theory. When you short a stock, when you short a stock, in theory, there's no limit to the money you can lose. It's, it's right. an unlimited amount of money that you can lose. Right. And then at a certain point, you have to cover your bet and, 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 and you, you yeah. lost the money. But okay. Um, what do you think there's, but, but don't you think, so what you think is there's dumbasses in trailer parks in Georgia that are getting the Robin Hood app and buying this shit today? Is that what's going on? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so great. Absolutely. I, I'm going to, and, and by the way, I know nothing um, from, from hearing other people say that this is just yeah. my intuition. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Because, Remember, in the last two years, starting almost two years ago when the pandemic hit and um, trading apps like Robinhood gained millions and millions and millions of new people, right. many of whom were flush with checks from the government, yeah. right? So you're bored and you're fucking around with that thing. And then, and then you're fu- right, yeah. right, right. Your cousin right. Bobby said, Hey, this GameStop thing, you need to grab some of that. Yeah, that's that's the deal. Wait, Britt, it's it's worth remember, there was no sports even to bet on for a while. It's true. So th- these seemed like numbers that you could bet on. So uh there are millions and millions of these Robin Hood investors, many of whom have accounts with a couple thousand dollars in it. I mean, th- these aren't uh, yeah, well, but some of them probably have some real money by now. But a lot of them are small investors. But, you know, if you get a couple million small investors, now you're talking about a lot of money. And they drove up the uh, the price of these stocks based on what was being said on the Reddit message boards. And, and, and off they went. But, again, you know, there's a day that you have to pay the piper. And the day is usually when you have to report that you're not making any money that it's all a scam, that it's all a sham. And by the way, you know, compared to um, uh, what what GameStop is all about, and by the way, they still have stores, and they still have a plan to expand beyond just those stores. They're doing other things. So that's to their credit, and they're using the money that they've gotten from the appreciated stock to do uh, things that, that might actually work out. In the case of Trump, there's no way. This is this is another money grab by Donald Trump, and he's going to leave investors holding the bag, mm-hmm. and he will win, like he did with the whole casino scam, back in the mid '90s when he sold stock under the stock symbol DJT. That was a, a Donald John Trump. Yeah, how'd that work? And it started at a, a hundred and forty million dollars, and uh, by the time it was uh, over, that was the stock value. By the time it was all over. $650 million had been lost by investors. That's right. The stock went down 90% Jesus. from that opening price. And that's where it ended. And that's where it was all over. And if you have any reason to believe that it's not going to end in tears for people who put their financial faith now, now in Donald Trump, then, you know, I know nothing. And you know what? I could know nothing. Maybe this is the most brilliant move in the history no, of moves. It's and not. Yet. It's not a okay. thing. But I can't okay. believe the see what I find hard to believe is that like a, a legitimately NASDAQ listed company is laying down in this piss stained bed with him. 
to me, that's that that's the real story here is that somebody that's gone through the process, as we just talked about with the SEC, got themselves listed. They've been trading. They haven't been trading very much, and nobody's really heard of them. But they've decided, well, this guy's going to be a great partner for us. That, that to me, is like the weird part of this whole thing. It seems well, like a seemingly legitimate company says, ah, we'd like to roll around and shit for a while. How about that? Well, seemingly legitimate. I think you're you're being very generous. Here. I am being very because, generous because these these special acquisitions, you know, they don't exist for any other reason except to do this kind of thing. All right. Uh, the question is, you're kind of hanging out with a bad crowd there, and uh, you really should be thinking that uh, once you have Donald Trump in your camp, he will be subjected. To I hope that he doesn't get a free pass and that regulators don't look the other way because he's an ex-president and he's a powerful man and he will have you killed and other kinds of things that a dictator might do in a capitalist system that he is trying to distort and ruin under the guise of freedom. So actually, as you say this and as I say these things, I'm painting a picture that could be really, really bad for everyone. It's not even remotely possible. And I'm going to spitball this to the ultimate. You ready? Donald Trump could crash the entire financial system of the United States. Well, that's interesting. I don't know how. I don't know where. I, I can't imagine that it would. But you know mm -hmm. what? If, if you can't get it by stealing the presidential election, well, how about this way? Wouldn't you think that a wouldn't you wouldn't you think that an a, an enemy of America like I don't know let me pick a country Russia might want an agent of theirs to do their bidding by crashing the American financial markets? Wouldn't you think that that would be something by someone who had been compromised by the Russians and had been acting as a Russian agent would would wouldn't that be something that would be a goal of Russian uh, people of Russian folks right. that are trying to infiltrate us and kill our democracy? My admiration for you. <laughs> is unbounded in your ability yes. to uh, join in on what is clearly an unsubstantiated speculative conspiracy theory. And I started it, and you're finishing it, and I yeah. think we are co-conspirators here, and I love it. <laughs> well, but, but, you know, but you have to, you know what, in, in this case, and, and I, I don't think this is going to happen, we do have, uh, I hate to even use the word, guardrails. Yeah. Uh, that, that will stop something like that from happening. And this isn't whatever it is, is not that much money in the overall scheme of things. But, you know, sometimes big shit starts, you know, forest fires in California start with one little bit of fire. And, and you just don't ever want to let it get out of control. And this guy is out of control. He is so far out of control. He's so megalomaniacally inclined to do whatever is right out in front of him that he thinks will advance whatever place in history he envisions himself, which mm -hmm. what the, the guy who brought down the entire United States of America, the guy who ruined democracy. Well, that's a great thing to have. There's a, there's a number of people who are in the intelligence you know. business who do believe he's been compromised by the Russians. He's been acting as a Russian agent and, the stuff that he's been doing in the four years that he was president, the time before that, and the time since, would kind of lead you to believe, yeah, they, it, it kind of it kind of looks that way. He's kind of doing the the bidding of of the Russians to try to undermine 
American democracy, to the American financial system, all of these things. Yeah, well, back early in the year, January, February, when the SPAC thing really was was going nuts. I mean, day after day, it wasn't just GameStop. It wasn't uh, it wasn't just AMC theaters. It was costs. The people who you, you bought headphones from when you were 12. You oh, yeah. I know they still existed. The cost headphones. And, and they became one of those companies. There there, 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 there uh, several even Wendy's for a while became a meme stock for about a minute. Jeepers. And it didn't go up, you know, 400 percent. But it, it went from, I think, 18 to 27 almost overnight. It's back down in the, the, the low to mid 20s now. So when they when they eye one that they think they, they can uh, go after and push up. So if you were going to sit down three, four years ago and say, how can we tailor something that would be insidious, nefarious, dangerous to the financial markets that would be most attractive to a, say, oh, Donald Trump, mm -hmm. to uh, worm his way in, uh, in a way that nobody's ever seen before. <clears throat> I mean, this is not like some heavy hitter uh, on Wall Street, a David Tepper, a, a Carl Icahn, a Nelson Peltz, uh, a Warren Buffett, a, mm. any of those guys taking a gigantic position in a, a, a company that, that you know where, you know, if they take 5% of a, a, a position in a giant company worth a couple hundred billion dollars, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. But that, that doesn't stand to crash the financials. There, there's nothing illegal about it. There's it, it, it's a whole different game. This, this is the kind of thing, because it's involved with a mass political movement of insanity, yeah. has the potential to do things, again, that you and I, even with our rather warped imaginations, can't begin to think of. Can't do it. Can't well, and, and again, we, we we don't think that Donald Trump has that much money. He's fallen out of the, the Forbes, the Fortune. He doesn't have to. That's the point. It's other people's money. It's if everybody you, else. If you if you look at other people who have been like really rich, like the people that you just mentioned, like a Warren Buffett or a Bill Gates or somebody, you look at what they've done and what they've dedicated their lives to. Bill Gates and Bill and Melinda Gates and also Warren Buffett, they've dedicated their lives to giving the money away. Before they die, they're, they're giving the money away. They're trying to all of these philanthropic things. They're saving lives. This That's asshole, true. this asshole, Donald Trump, just tries to rip off every redneck he possibly can get his hands on, on stupid ass wine or vodka or Trump water, Trump steaks. And now it's this poor shit. Trump, Trump University. He tries to just figure out other schemes so he can rip off rednecks all over the place. That's what this guy does. Well, I, I guess that that's what's. And, and again, uh, um, I think you'll agree with me. You and I collectively don't have a high enough IQ to really endanger anybody. No. But we didn't just see this coming. We knew. A lot oh. of people knew. Yeah. And, and, and I guess to, as time goes on, it gets, it gets even more not puzzling, but just sad. It's, this is how the United story. States ends yeah, this is yeah. how democracy dies this is how it all goes away this is how authoritarianism becomes an acceptable form of government where the elections really don't mean anything where the gerrymandering gets more extreme 
where the voter suppression laws, state by state by state, take away and make more difficult the act of uh, voting for just yeah. enough people to ensure a perpetuation of a minority Republican right. rule all across the country. I mean, look, yesterday when every Republican, every fucking Republican voted against the the uh, John Lewis voting uh, rights act that would at least prevent a lot of the damage that is being done across the country. Not one Republican decided that that was a good idea. You know, this is the bill. These are the set of rules that Joe Manchin agreed to and said, yes, yes. Joe Manchin said yes, and I'm going to go get 10 Republicans, 10 reasonable Republicans, because really, if you want to say it for the sake of the argument, Joe Manchin is a Republican in Democratic clothing, and I can go talk to these guys better than anybody else, mm. and they will know that if I agree to it, it's okay. I'm Joe Manchin, right? Um, and they all told Joe Manchin to take a hike. We are going to go against every principle that we know is really true. We're going to go against our own best instincts, which would be under normal circumstances to do what we did the last time this was up for a vote during the George W. Bush administration when the uh, Senate voted, I believe it was 98 to nothing, to extend voting rights um, legislation. It was 98 to nothing then. Now it's uh, not enough to, to uh, continue and expand it uh, in the name of the late, great John Lewis. So, of course, that leaves Joe Manchin holding his dick yeah well and having to hang on and he now has to look at everybody else in the democratic party and say to them i was hoodwinked yeah i thought these people were better <laughs> and now let's get rid of the filibuster and let's get this shit passed that's what joe manchin needs to do he will not do that of course well and he should and every one of these assholes talked about how much they loved John Lewis when he died and gave, you know, sparkling tributes to him and all this other shit. And now when the Voting Rights Comes Act actually do something in his name for a cause he worked for his entire life, they got to sit on their asses and do nothing. What a bunch of phonies. Well, and, and I mean, remember, Joe Manchin hasn't figured that out. But remember, one of the one of the the uh, fake arguments against the legislation as it was uh, written and agreed to and watered down enough that even Joe Manchin said, I'm on board. But it wasn't watered down so much that even the lefties and the progressives in the Democratic Party said, you know what? Dig it. We can live with that. That's yeah. good enough. Let's get right. it passed. Um, one of the arguments, well, this federalizes election rules. That's not fair. We're not supposed to do that. So they're being consistent behind that phony argument by Which voting against this because, remember, all the changes that are going on to suppress the vote and and gerrymander and and mess with rules all across the country, they are state by state and yeah. county by county. So, yes, they want to preserve the ability of, of states of their choosing where they have uh, enough sway 
to do that. And, and they do not want to have fair. You know, this would be as if the NFL said, you know what? Every team gets their own rules in their own state. All right? <laughs> it's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Right. Yeah, there's a little. Now, there's now a little we know. Something... We know the Patriots have had that in place in, in, in Boston for all those. Years, but the other teams have had to go by one yeah. set of rules. Sure. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's there's a little something called equal protection. And yes, voting in Connecticut should be the same as voting in Kansas or Texas or Alabama and Mississippi. Just like a woman going and protecting and, and claiming control of her ovaries should be the exact same as it is in Texas, as it is in Arkansas, as it is in Alabama, as it is in New York. Sorry, but that's just that's just the way it is. And I'm, if that hurts your feelings or you don't understand exactly what equal protection is, then fuck you. You really don't understand this constitution. You like to wave around all the time and pretend that you understand because that's that, that's what we're trying to look at here. And if anybody wants to throw down on democracy and call it mob rule and all this other horse shit, this is what you signed up for and you don't understand or you don't agree with the basic principle of the United States of America is and that is ma it's majority rule. The people vote this way, it goes this way. The people vote that way, it goes that way. That's what our founding fathers wanted. And you're going against that, and fuck you. So that those are all of my points that I would like to throw at those people who are, as they get their, their Robin Hood apps and they throw their last $20 at Donald John Trump. <laughs> oh, we have, uh, we have some breaking news associated with uh, what we've been talking about. Oh, good. This is delicious. You're going to love it. This just in. The Federal Reserve of the United States announced today a ban on officials owning individual stocks and limits on other activities. That's right. That's right. Uh, this includes top policymakers like people who sit on the Federal Reserve Committee yeah, uh, and folks of that sort. Now, I know you're saying, well, well what about the assholes in Congress? That's what about the, those that's frauds? That's what I was thinking. And, uh, right. And, of course, this does not cover that. Of course it doesn't. And this does not cover that. Of course not, because you know, the, the, the Fed the Fed does not have the ability to to uh, make rules for the Congress. Only the Congress has the ability to make rules for the Congress, and yeah, you know, they're all they're full of shit, you know, and they're going to keep they're going to keep we, in place the ability to to. Do as we pointed do. out, when you get elected to the United States House of Representatives or the Senate, your ability to pick stocks becomes so much better for some reason. It's better. For some reason, it may have sucked before, but for some reason, when you, they just, your ability to pick stocks is so good. I got one here. I got one here. You just hit it. What are the chances that by now, less than 24 hours after this whole initial thing about this, this, this Trump bullshit scheme, that the Jim Jordans of the world already bought the stock? Well, that they might even have gotten an inside deal. What are the chances that Mark I, met that, that, that every damn one of them were clued in early? Because remember, sure. this goes back to one of my original themes yeah. from five years ago, which is Donald Trump is so dishonest. And remember, when he had access to Twitter, he really had an ability to do this. But all Donald Trump ever had to do was through some kind of signal, kind of like in Watergate, where, what, they move the pot from one side of the windowsill to the other? That's right. To, to signal um, a yes or no. Over, right, right, right. right. Uh, and, and Trump could have had some kind of way to signal to his friends. It could have been a, a, a private message sent by someone else, you know, 
uh, red, blue, red, whatever, that he was about to mention Amazon, Amazon.com. I'm going after Jeff Bezos, right? How many times did he do that? And sometimes, very often, that would drive the stock down for, if not a minute, you know, a half, whatever the amount of, but if you knew ahead of time that Trump was going to say these things, you could trade on it and make money. Now, what would make you believe that in this case, where something has been in the works for who knows how long it took them to put this deal together, that right. Trump didn't tell other people that this is coming and it's going to explode the first day and you can get out in two hours and, and double or triple your money, do it. You're my friend. What what would make you think that that's not likely? Nothing. All, it's, it's, all, it's, it's impossible that it wouldn't be happening. Of all those guys that bought in early on this, I certainly hope that Lindsey Graham is the one that's caught with his pants down. I mean, uh, oh, no, sorry. you don't. You don't want. Ooh, yeah, no, I no, guess no, I no, don't. No, sorry, no. I guess that's not we'll, what I we'll mean. Like that from the podcast, no one will hear that. You <laughs> we'll edit that, that out. Uh, that's that's the worst thing ever. Governor DeSantis on on a, a big time role here as he calls for a special Florida legislative session to fight Biden's vaccine mandate. Brad DeSantis. <laughs> Is trying to set himself up, of course, as being the Trump alternative, and he has a special session coming. Uh, the GOP governor, who has built a national reputation fighting against coronavirus-related lockdowns and mandates, said during a news conference in Pinellas County that the special session will yield a set of protections that will prevent Biden's vaccine mandates from being enacted in the great state of Florida, Brad. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> you know, Brit, Brit, Brit um, you know, th this isn't about form. It's it's not about feeling good. It's not about freedom. It's about results. Yeah. And uh, I, re I read a piece. and I think we actually had this guy on on uh, WZTK once uh, writer for The Washington Post, uh, James Holman. Yeah, James I think Holman, so. Ring the bell. I think we had him on. Very good. And writer. Uh, uh, the title of his piece is sticks work better than carrots to increase COVID vaccination. So use more sticks. OK, so what he's saying is the numbers are in. The mandates work, and they work everywhere. They do. And there he even points out, I think, here to uh, North Carolina, where was it? Uh, uh, Novo, uh, not Novartis. What, what was uh, Novant? Novant. Re remember, they made all the headlines with the yeah. uh, people. And, and you know what happens? Nobody quits. Or 90% of the people get the vaccine. That's true. what happens. Because when people are faced with your job or sitting there for 90 seconds and uh, getting a life-saving vaccine, people, most of them do come to their senses. Yeah. And your story that you just read about Ron DeSantis, it, this is a new definition of pissing in the wind. It, it, it really is. You piss in the wind, what happens? It gets all over you. Right back it at really, you. It really, really does. And, and uh, he's determined to – just think about this. Remember – it is a shrinking audience that he's appealing to every day, right? Well, because they're and, dying, and, because he's killing them off one at a time. Well, it's fewer that. people to it's listen to him. But, but there are only so many people who are so intellectually dishonest. Yeah. Who will have, from several months ago up until now and in the future, have finally gotten vaccinated and then say, but I'm against mandates. Okay. That will, that fades away. It eventually, of course it does, because you know what happens? You got vaccinated a few months ago, and you didn't get coronavirus, did it you? Didn't. It worked, and then you kind of go silent. 
Now, you don't have a TV show or a podcast to no. lie about it to everyone and tell other people to keep doing the research and it's unproven and blah. And all Ivermectin works and you go to Joe Rogan yeah. and I love Joe right, Rogan. No. And yeah. Joe Rogan you, is you, God. You don't get to do that. No. You don't get to do that. I, I was um, telling you that I sent you this message. I, I This is the first time I've ever had to show the card. I had to show my vaccination card to somebody. I went to go see a band in a club in Durham and the venue required you to show and I had it on the phone. I'm going to another show on Saturday. They require you to bring the printed one. And this is an outdoor mm-hmm. show. So you have to actually have the paper, the dead tree thing with your name on it and everything to show them well, on Saturday. At, at least they're letting you know that ahead of time. The yes, worst thing would be is that they didn't know that. And you just assumed that you could take the. the well, uh, they probably know, told me ahead of time for the thing last night, but I didn't read carefully. But I had, uh, I've got it on the cloud. It's on my phone, and I can show anybody then. But yes, as far as the printed one, I did actually read those instructions for Saturday, so I'll have the thing with me uh, to show them. And by the way, well, why are you letting them boss you around like that? You have <laughs> yeah. rights. Well, I, I you know, immediately, as as I said in my text message, you immediately I went around to slap the shit out of everybody within a six block radius, and I filed suit. Saturday's hey, kind of a like- big. Saturday's kind of a big day for you. Brad Krantz's birthday, everybody. What, hey, yeah, join me. Early birthday yeah. for Brad Krantz. Yeah. How does it feel? Uh, Another trip around the sun, as they say. Well, now I'm going to be getting my kicks on birthday number 66. <laughs> you, you see what I did there? There was a show on in the early 60s. <laughs> Attorney General um, Merrick Garland testifying and say FBI agents will not be attending local school board meetings, Brad. They will not be out there trying to attack those great Americans who are just trying to fight back of its critical race theory, which is not a thing and really not being taught in any school oh, system. Come in America. On. You can't <laughs> fool me. When he says they won't be attending school board meetings. <laughs> well, if they're standing outside in the hallway, listening in, does that count as a, t- you know what they do. You know what they're trying to do. Oh my God. How gullible you are. How gullible. You are. Hey, I have a, uh, I have a, I don't know whether we talked about it on here. Okay. Um, but I've been uh, somewhat disappointed with uh, John Stewart all these years since he left the Daily Show. Sure. Uh, not that it's my right to tell him how to live his life or what to do with his career or anything of that sort. But his appearances where he pops up every once in a while with Stephen Colbert are painfully unfunny. They are they are labored. He just did it on fa- he just did it on th- the Tonight Show the other night. They had Pete did Davidson he? on there, and he did. The, oh. It was a great bit where he pops up on a, on a Zoom thing and the screen, and he yeah. puts his face like that, like really right, obnoxiously yeah, up in the front of the camera and shit. Uh, it's that being said, that all being true, yeah. I just watched, I just watched an episode of his uh, new Apple Plus uh, program. Was it's it the first the one about one. the veterans? Yeah, the first one about the veteran. The second yeah. one is about uh, a little word that I know you know and love, freedom. All right? Right. And uh, I have to tell you, I was impressed. I thought it was fantastic. It not only was the John Stewart that you know and love uh, in a, a format yeah. that you mostly recognize. Right. Uh, but his uh, preparation... And his ability to think on his feet and be a damn good interviewer, He's really as good. good as anybody out there, 
Yeah. Um, by the way, and we've said this a million times, we didn't come up with the idea. David Letterman was a great interviewer. He was. Johnny Carson was a great interviewer. He was. All right. The best of the best are that way. And he was, he's, he's fantastic. I highly, highly recommend it. And not only that, um, he found a new way to play the Hitler card, which oh, you know, we always admire. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's, it's really good. And, uh, um, I just, uh, Total applause for, for John Stewart. For, I think he's for, got I mean, I think he's got some of the old crew, some of the production folks from the Daily Show that he worked with and stuff. And it's but I think he's good. got all he's got all new writers. He's got different. Oh, is it writers. all new writers? Oh, he, he's got and he's got different. He doesn't just have writers who are writers of comedy. He's got uh, somebody uh, who I think was you know one of the main CBS producers of news mm-hmm. and some. So he's he's got this whole mixture of people, and you can almost see it. In, in what comes out. And of course the daily show for, for 15 years uh, was probably the leading edge setting the tone for uh, liberal pussies like you to decide <laughs> what is funny and what's funny. <laughs> um, but I, just, again, just uh, very good. Just, just a top notch, top notch all the way. Okay. This guy, uh, it's maybe the asshole of the day. This is Steven Crowder. He's a conservative guy. He's on the, um, blaze TV network. He mocked a local reporter. This is, um, Betty Yu from KPIX TV five in the Bay area for having quote unquote, an aggressively Asian face. There is a picture God, of, uh, gorgeous. Betty Yu. And this is a picture of him who I find to have an aggressive cracker face. I don't know about you, but that looks don't don't you, you feel like that's what he has? He he has a uh, a derivation Don Jr. face. <laughs> it's horrible. He, I wonder if he can oh do as God. much well it's it's tough now for him, you have to shave the facial hair because the cocaine's gonna get stuck in there. And that's why Donald Trump doesn't have any facial hair, Donald Trump Jr. Because the coke will just you you're wasting your money on an eight ball, right? If most of it just stays in your mustache you're not going to be able to have the full effect of that. Even if you're sniffing it off of Kimberly Guilfoyle's ass, it's going to get trapped in like the beard hairs and the mustache and stuff. You would know. 